and welcome to episode 24 of the Bocce Bros Podcast. I'm Chris Lovell, and today I'm joined by my fellow Bocce Bros, Dante Lovell and Anthony Cucci. We have two special guests on for you guys, Mike Romeo and Juliana Romeo. They are here to discuss Lowville's Mount Carmel Society Festival, which is the, this is the 127th year this has been going on. 127 years. This festival is a staple of Youngstown, Ohio. When you talk about some of the festivals that go on, there are so many, almost every weekend it seems like. But this is one that we never wanted to miss as kids. And we're really excited to go back this week and, of course, play some bocce. There's going to be a bocce tournament that starts actually tonight, and it goes through Saturday night. So the finals will be Saturday night. If you guys are around, please come by. You don't need to be there just to watch bocce. Like I said, it's a festival. So they're going to have great food. They're going to have music. They're going to have the baby doll dance. Again, a baby doll dance. I know you don't know what I'm talking about if you're not from the area, which is why you're going to have to continue to listen on to figure out or, or learn more about what that is. Or even better, you're going to have to attend. But like I said, there's bocce tournaments. There's a Mora tournament, all things Italian. There's a gambling tent. You know you're in Youngstown when you look over and there's a nun or a priest playing blackjack next to you. It's a, it's a phenomenal time. So, again, guys, if you're in the area, please stop by. We also touch on the most recent IMBS bocce tournament, which was located in Coppell, Pennsylvania. Dante, Mike, Anthony, and Giuliano all played in this tournament, and they had nothing but great things to say. So shout out to all those guys in PA. Great job. We also have their rapid-fire bing-bong segment and questions from social media. As always, guys, please follow us on all social media accounts at the Bocce Bros for all of your apparel needs as well as learning more about upcoming tournaments. Head to thebocchebros.com. As always, guys, we appreciate you tuning in. Without further ado, let's start episode 24 with Mike Romeo and Giuliano Romeo. Bada bing, bada boom. So we have our boys here, Mike Romeo and Giuliano Romeo, the Cougines. How you guys doing? Very good, very good. Giuliano, good how to, are we? Good to be here. Good. Excited. 100%. Love it. They are our special guests today. We have the actual, the real Cougini. Anthony Cugine, how you doing, Tony? Mad Cugini. The mad Doing great. Doing great. Talkative Cugini also. Always. Looks so happy all the time. <laughs> you could tell he's surfing the internet doing something yeah. other than paying attention to the podcast. Yeah, something about that. He's, he's looking at our financials. Yeah. Keep at, keep at it. Taxes are due. Taxes are due. Keep it, keep. Wait, till you, wait till you get the bill for that stadium Wi-Fi put it down in logo. <laughs> that invoice. Oh, it's going to get a return to sender Dude. right away. Wrong address. Sorry. We don't live there Mike, anymore. your video is funny. So everyone listening, we're going to attempt to do some streaming this weekend at the Mount Carmel Italian Festival in Louisville, Ohio. And uh, we told Mike, hey, man, we need some Wi-Fi out there. So his video showed uh, it, was, it was this little gadget that had, like, small bunny ears on it. And he's like, yeah, this might work. You know, we don't know. And then he turns his camera over to this gigantic, uh, I don't even know what you would call it, like a big-ass box. Industrial Wi-Fi is yeah. what they have, basically. It's, it's basically what you would see at, like, an NFL stadium. It's like a $3,500 piece of equipment. Love it. That, yeah. We're going big here for the Mount Carmel Festival. Now, remind me, guys. This isn't just something that's been going on for a couple years or whatnot. This has been going on for, what, over a de- over 100? 127. Wow. 1895. And actually, we found some documents recently that even predating the club, which was you know chartered in 1895, 
they were doing this festival well before that as well. Our first president, Pete Perone, was having it uh, as a celebration for all the Italian mm-hmm. uh, immigrants that came. So it, it's packed with tradition. And then we've obviously, our festival has been intact. I mean, even through COVID, we still had a little bit of something. We still did our parade, but, uh, you know, long, long time, a lot of traditions. Lowville is one of my favorite mm-hmm. town cities, whatever, whatever it is, only because, so being from Poland, Youngstown area, it's right next door. It's right down. The, I just love how it's down on the, in the valley, very at the bottom of the hill. Uh, they have, the, I love the festival when a kid, as a kid, they have those car shows down there. It's just like a, a good town vibe. Uh, and the festival itself, I haven't been there in eight years up until last year. Uh, and and yeah. it just brought me back. I mean, you have Chuckala, some blackjack, some roulette. <laughs> you, know, it's, you know you're in a Youngstown festival and the priest is gambling. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. Hey, there's worse things, <laughs> hey, there's worse things priests have been done, caught yeah, doing, right? you know? <laughs> hey, how you doing? How you doing? What's kind of crazy about it is when I went over to Italy the first time, we went to Intadaqua. We have family there, and it was almost identical to Lowville. It had, like, two streets, two restaurants, <laughs> like, a little club where the people hung out. Like, it, it was surreal. It was like, uh, you know, a lot of the Lowville people were from that area, and it was so strange. I mean, almost identical hills on both sides and in a valley. So I, I really relate to coming down to Lowville every day, owning a business there. It's just It's just something special about it. And you two – so wait a minute. You just said you own a business down there. What do you own down there? I own Carchetti's Cafe. Um, it has been a restaurant in the village for over 60 years, uh, started by uh, the Carchetti family, and I've been blessed enough to uh, take over the reins since uh, 2019, and uh, it, it's been a blessing. I mean, even through COVID, I, I really I love it. Chris, I mean, nothing I, like Lowville people. I have never been invited since Mike took over. Like, I'm already no. in town a lot. We're hungry yeah. a lot. I don't know. I, 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 love I, I think I've mentioned it to you before. I'm like, hey, I'll get pizza carchettis. You're like, gee, I'm trying to film. Shut up. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so we'll get some food down there while we're while we're here for this festival. No, that's right down the street. Yeah, 100. Oh yeah. So Giuliano, when did you become a member? I became a member four years ago. And I've been going to that festival since I could crawl because my grandfather, as you guys know, Tony DeFelice played in the Mount Carmel band for many years, many other bands. So I got connected through Mike and Ray and the guys. They're like, you got to join the club. You know, so that's what I did. Yeah, 100%. Now, how are you and Mike related? Mike, you want, you know the yeah. family tree. <laughs> so one thing, you know, G, G joined four years ago. This, I just looked today, is my 18th year at the club. Um, G is uh, my dad's first cousin's son. So we're on the Romeo side of the family, mm-hmm. and uh, we've, we've, been, uh, we've been close for a long time. All, all three of his brother, two, the other two brothers he has, all three of us, have all been real close. So it's, it's a good thing. Then he joined the club, and it was nice. Well, it, G and I, so G, Chris and I, we, we know each other from growing up pretty much. I feel like we're, we're, we're kind of distant cousins in a way. So our neighbors, oh, the yeah. DeFelices, like you mentioned, we were basically, you know, cousins growing up our, our whole way. Uh, we played ba- every sport together. Chris can actually tell a good story about the basketball. Uh, like how we met? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we, uh, you know, my dad bought the roller hoop, so we were outside shooting, and the DeFelices just moved in. And Anthony and Dom were on the front porch, and we were outside shooting. 
and we didn't know them. Like, no one introduced us. And, and your course, kids, your yeah, kids, kids also. Of course, so. I wanted to say, hey, come over and, like, play basketball. But they were just, like, out on the porch with their ball <laughs> waiting for us to invite them. <laughs> and, and, like, after a few minutes, Mr. DeFelice goes, hey, these guys are going to come over and shoot, you know, shoot, shoot you. I'm like, yeah, come on over, you know. And then after that, I mean, we were, you know, we were real close. The rest is history. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, was, yeah. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. We were talking about that mall, Sonny, Chris, since, like, 97 is when I know the levels. So mm-hmm. Levels. You know, like, I can never say it right. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> tough crowd, tough crowd, tough crowd. We had a uh, so there a funny ongoing well joke, but not wasn't a joke at the time when we grow up playing baseball, whatever it was. It was done competitively because we were all athletes, we we're all competitive, uh, and you know we had some younger siblings than others. Me being the younger one, so you know growing up, if I was you know wasn't old enough to be good enough to play, they would let me you know play, but they would say DC, DC, and Chris. <laughs> So, yeah, Dante was, like, three at the time, right? And everyone oh, yeah. else, you know, I'm six years older than Tay, and my older brother and our cousins were four years older than me. So we would always have him in. We're like, yeah, Dante, come, sh- you know, come hit. And we'd all yell, DC, DC, and that bet, <laughs> that bet doesn't count. Oh, I was the king of DC. I was, I was a DC regular. We're going to start so saying was... that for Bocce for you. Oh, yeah, I could use that <laughs> Hey, Giuliano, it's your turn, wink, wink. <laughs> DC, DC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, DC was like you were. I thought, oh man, I'm batting clean up DC. <laughs> That's nope. hilarious. So it would be a shame if we continued on and talked about the Mount Carmel Festival uh, without speaking about last weekend first. And I hope Anthony is still on. Um, if not, we'll have to maybe touch base on this again here soon. But all, all you guys participated in the IMBS tournament. Is that accurate? Yes, we did. All in uh, different I'm, teams, I think. Well, I, I have to say this, okay? And, you know, those guys, everyone, they're, you know, they get a bad rap. But when I tell you, for a club that reminds me of our club, small, tight-knit community, mm-hmm. they put on one hell of a – I mean, the energy's there. I mean, it, it's just – Good people. I mean, honestly, I mean, whether you like what they do or not like what they do, and I typically they don't really care <laughs> if you like them or not, but they put it. on <laughs> such a good tournament. And I mean, I, I, I enjoy going down there. I went down there a number of years, but just a great, great atmosphere. Good people. I, I the first year we went, I knew nobody. I didn't even really know Jimmy. And we're all friends now. So they support us like die hard. And it means so much to me because you know there's bocce and then there's something that me meaningful bocce and i and i say that in in a couple different ways you can go out and the four best players in ohio pa and whatever can get together and win every tournament okay but it takes a special breed of people to stick it out as long as those guys have and 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 even the abv guys you know I, i give a ton of respect to those guys because talking to dennis a couple months back they don't play their, the tournament next weekend together because they rather play with the people they care about and grew up with and all that stuff. And that speaks volumes. And that's what Koppel to me is very important. It's very similar to how we are at the Mark Carmel Society. So to touch up on a couple of things you say, I 100% agree. I'm not going to uh, beat a dead horse with everything you just said. I completely agreed. But the atmosphere, uh, they <laughs> – Anthony, I w- he'll be on later and he can touch up on this, but he compared it Michigan-Ohio State. Like the crowd, yes. 
It's only one court, so you guys can relate to that. Your January tournament's only one court. It's enclosed. But this is one court in the whole town. or I shouldn't say the whole town, but the, you have fans surrounding this court waiting to celebrate your miss, <laughs> waiting to – or maybe they're not celebrating your miss, but they're celebrating that it's not your point still. <laughs> you know? Right. And, and I love we that energy. The, yeah. We played in the two-man, me and Jack Durkin, a few weeks back. And it was like 1.30 in the morning, and we were playing um, – I'd I, I, be honest, I don't even remember who we were playing, but they warned us that they're the fan favorite. He knew. You were playing – Marsigo? Is that his Marsigo, probably? He got booed, and I fed off of it. And, and it was one of the best memories I'm going to ever have in Bocce because Jack and me were like, wow, like mm-hmm. they're really – Mm-hmm. into this it was one o'clock in the morning two o'clock in the morning <laughs> and a lot of people some people might not be used to people cheering people like uh, actually having eyes on you it's a lot a whole different game people i know that are great at the game will buckle under pressure when people are watching there's there's live streams or you know people that they get in their head easily so this is just a whole different atmosphere that you have to be ready for uh i, I loved it i can't wait to go back and i want to i want to bring that like energy I, Maybe not that exact energy, but like that the excitement. I want the whole crowd around it. You know, <laughs> like they got yeah, that yeah. hiking. Having, oh, yeah. having one court is is. I mean that that helps because you're you know everyone's yeah. around it. That's true. When, when you have you know obviously Wycliffe's in ex- the extreme because they have the most nine, but even four. You know people are spread out or they're at the bar or, or wherever else. I I wasn't there unfortunately. I couldn't make it, but. I could just like feel it through the live streams, just how oh, yeah. heightened it was. Yeah, uh, now, it, was, it was incredible. So, can I ask you? Um, obviously, the one court helps, but their demographic is it? Is it a younger? Do they have a lot of? It seemed like they have quite a few young guys there. I'm sure it's spread out, but it seems it like was. oh, they, oh yeah. they got some young guys, oh, yeah. and for they're sure. all kind of on the same page of. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's their club, and they got pride in it, and this is the way they do it, and they don't care. And I told them they're ECW back in the day. (laughs) (laughs) You you remember when Hogan went heel heel and joined the NWO? (laughs) When he had, like, a black beard or something? Yeah. Remember the blonde hair, black beard? He was regular Hogan. He was regular Hogan, and then he... He beat up Lex Luthor and said, we're the New World Order. That's common. <laughs> okay, yeah. brother. I mean, I'm that is how every time those guys – it ain't just in the unit. I mean, it is the whole group. I, mean, I don't care if you're playing this person, this person, or this person. Mm-hmm. They come out with energy like, we're going to punch you in the mouth. Then we're going to go yeah. have a beer after. Yeah. yeah, we'll celebrate with you after. But when we get on the court, we're going to hike. Like, you're – it's crazy. Those guys got a lot of passion and pride like we do, so it's a great time, great tournament. I will say, probably one of the funnest tournaments I've played in. Yeah, yeah. got it. I used your uh, when you were gone, Ann. I mentioned your analogy of the Ohio State Michigan. Like you put it perfectly. You had a nice post. If you're in the Bocce Bocce Facebook, yeah. good. check out that post. Perfect. But uh, I wanted to mention. Oh God. Um, after we lost our bracket, we stuck around. <laughs> I think we played only one cash game, but you know, one court it kind of extends the tournament a little longer. I didn't get home till five thirty oh, in the morning. Ouch! And, and my and I, I'm staying at my parents' house. They still live, you know, uh, in Youngstown. So uh, luckily, I'm able to go home and stay there. <laughs> my mom hears me coming up the steps. I couldn't even form words at that point, <laughs> whether I was drinking or not. I was so tired. 
Uh, the oh. you know, Kultul was like, you know, take me home. I was just like bl- blurted out like a, I was like, and then walk, walked right to bed. <laughs> and, uh, but I can't, you know, what a great oh, yeah. tournament. What a great tournament. But, hey, I want to jump right back to Mount Carmel, right? So yep. 125 years or whatever it was, or something ridiculous, starts 127. It starts Wednesday, correct? Yes. Now, what starts yeah, Wednesday? Everything. Hours. Everything starts in less than twenty-four hours. Yep. So, so when people are listening to this, it's basically going to be start going on. So, go down to Louisville, Mount Carmel. Um, what the food trucks, vendors? You guys are going to have the what's this dance I keep hearing of? Yeah, so, go, go ahead, Mike. Take it away on that. So we have a baby doll, and tradition started in Italy, and it is to basically cleanse you of you know your sins and bad luck and all that stuff for the year and it dances around that's why you, that's why you guys do it every day there because everyone needs first, it there you have to sit you have the first time you ever see it you have to stand in the very front so you have to wait like an hour to stand in front and you have to get burned it's it's thick when i went into dakwa they put somebody in and light them on fire like it, it's it's different there but it is a, a great tradition that even there's a class at YSU professional ethics that talks about the tradition of the baby doll and how it is is that intense. So they've been doing it for all these years. So you burn people. There's no forms I need to sign. Do you want to own half of Lowville, Chris? <laughs> I can't believe he fell off that bridge. Uh, <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't. Hey, hey, hey. hey yo, that's hey. pretty amazing, though. Just to think that many years that's been going on, and all the of all the Italian, crazy Italian traditions I've heard, that's a new one. Yeah, it's, it's, we have the, it's we have something that at, you have to see. That's at the Pagentrano Club. The baby doll? Yeah, on the Feast of Madonna. We do that as well. Is that, they were using ours yeah. for a while, I believe. Mahoning Town in Newcastle did it for years, too. Yeah, they used oh, wow. to use our baby doll. And the same gentleman that did it would actually go there and do it. Yeah, mm-hmm. running a whole baby doll business. Yeah, so the uh, yeah the feast, the Madonna, it's typically on Labor Day at our club, at the Pagenjano Club. And real quick, Juliano was talking about his grandpa, how he played in his ba- the band. Well, I'd be marching or we'd be walking after mass mm-hmm. and we'd see his grandpa, yeah. Such a small. Oh yeah, that is the feast day is always on the 16th of July, and we all as members we wear the white polos with the black pants, and we get the saint and we march through Lova with the crest. Only uh, full members can take part in the parade, and we go to mass. It's an Italian and English mass, and then once mass is over, we flood the streets, wine, cheese, stop at houses, bona festa. It's just a whole celebration to keep rolling. It's wild, 100. That's great. Um, okay, so I, I do want to continue with the fest, but Anthony just came in. Should we ask him any questions about IMBS? Because he went quite far. Anthony? Oh, yeah, he did get yep. pretty far. Yeah, we placed third. I mean, it was, I mean, you guys covered it. It's, it's a great tournament. The atmosphere is, you guys hit the analogy spot on, kind of like that WWF back in the day, you know, I got shit for Ohio State. They do not like Ohio State down there. Let me tell you, oh, at all. Man. I did not know that. I just I walked in just. I mean, like, you were you like wear that to every tournament, though. You know, that's that's your that's your like your your Ohio State. Yeah, stuff. I saw you didn't have a bocce bro shirt on. I did have it on. He was embarrassed uh, by us. Everyone was asking if Anthony was leaving us. Mm-hmm. If uh, that we're breaking, hey, if you, uh, hey, so if you guys are listening, we're taking applications. Dante and I, I, I are taking applications. For yeah. the bocce bros. Uh-huh. You type oh, in yes. thebocchebros.com slash careers. You guys actually played together. Club because 
Dennis was at crickets. I've Come seen on, some on. tournaments where um, Marinucci's not around. So, like, when was the last time you as a unit, you four, have played together? So, okay, oh, with so Carmen Marinucci? Neo. It'd be Neo. Which, yeah, which, which Neo? was in January? The Neo in December of last year. Yeah. It's tough because Carmen... Carmen he's, travels the world. He's in, every, he's in a new country every week. Yeah. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> he's at bocce camp. <laughs> we, we sent him away to bocce camp. But we, we, play, we either play with the bocce dads, like yeah. Chris's dad or my dad, or the bocce step bro, John. Uh, so we try, to, we try to fill in. We're we had at, our 4th of July, uh, our first annual 4th of July we hung out with uh, Chris and Dante's dad, played pickup games, and had a blast on the 4th of July. 100%. That was a great time. Yeah, we can't go too much into detail. but Underground someone, bocce. Someone hooked us up with a court, <laughs> which we were very appreciative of. And, uh, yeah, we were able to play until 2, 3 in the morning. We had to work the next day. <laughs> so that was fun. But um, oh, I, I want to touch on this. Okay. Uh, we got Matt Taylor and Stu. Winning some tournaments recently. A lot of tournaments. You, I mean. Never heard of them. <laughs> no, I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. So I, I, just re- I just redid the players list. Um, kind yeah. of Excel. I'm keeping it. And I'm now I'm tracking tournaments played. You know, I didn't track cash tournaments. But Matt said he's almost cashed every tournament he's played in at this point, which is quite amazing. Mm-hmm. So out of the 11 tournaments Matt Taylor has played in, he's won four. Now, Dennis has played six and has won three. And so he's won a major. A the major game. weighs pretty pretty heavily. I really want to see – I'm really excited to see them in Cleveland, Wycliffe, Carmstrong. I mean, they are a squad. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they won Lobo. They won our winter tournament. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and they were – like, I'm watching that game, and I just remember saying, like, they don't get the credit because everybody's attention, and nothing against them. Everyone's attention's on those guys, the unit, whatever, and Jimmy and Eric and, you know, all those guys. But when they play, you you like you just said, they, they have the numbers. You know who else has the number slowly? Dante Micheletti. Seven tournaments, three wins. Uh, absolutely. Dante's that's, a G. That, that's impressive as well. Yeah, Dante's Young. great. Young. Those guys here. Yeah. Shows the yeah. big bro. They're up and coming for sure. They got the talent. They formed their squad. They know what each can do. Stewie's, Stewie's had the talent for a long time. Taylor's gotten a lot better. Those guys are solid players. You know what makes them good? Obviously, it's it's them. The continuity, the culture of the team, that plays a big part, right? There's a noise that's going on. Is there someone Is shuffling that something? That's G. Is it? Yeah, yeah it's you. Where's your microphone at? All right, you're good now. Yeah, don't let anything touch that. So okay. what makes them good, guys, is they, one, they're good players, very consistent players. Matt Taylor is one of the most consistent players I think I've watched play bocce, mm-hmm. and that's not me yeah. riding him. It's just like I've watched him, and he's very consistent. He's quiet. You know, he rolls well. He's pumped about it, but he's just he's smooth. And, uh, you know, Stu, Stu could get hyped up. Stu could be in your face. You could play. He hits a ball. He's talking shit. He doesn't necessarily talk shit at you, but he's just trying to get his team pumped up. And we've seen several players like that, like Cap. Cap's similar to that, right? Where his his uh, he 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 talks, but he backs it up in in a more of like a motivational way for his team. 
And that could get into players' heads easily. You know, you, you know they're good, and then they start talking. You get upset. You're thinking about, okay, you know, it puts a little bit more pressure on your next shot, right? You have to quiet them down and maybe quiet the crowd if they're cheering for you. But they, they, they bring that energy, and once they're able to back it up, man, it's just like a, it's kind of like an avalanche coming at you. And, again, I'm not trying to ride them or anything. I'm just saying that's, what I, that's why I believe they've been able to be pretty successful this year. They're the talk of the bocce tournaments right now, and, and they deserve it. Sure. Absolutely, they deserve it. Yeah, I mean, Stu and, Stu and Matt are a great two-man together. They play always together. In the two-man, the three-man, the four-man, I mean, those two combined kill it. And I bet you with any other good two, they will always go far. Always. Oh, yeah. So, so just looking uh, out of the top nine right now, there is only uh, four from Ohio and five people from PA. And we have, we're about we're halfway through the year. Yeah, just yeah, just about. But this is where the, the tournaments happen. This is where the dominoes start to fall. So let's talk about the Lobo Festival, guys. We have the Mount Carmel Festival, 125, 120 plus years here. We have several events going on, bocce tournament. We have the Mora. Jingwei. <laughs> Chris is still learning one through ten in time. I said today. <laughs> oh boy! Uh, but but it's a big festival, and we want to learn a little bit more. I know Giuliano, you're on the board. Mike, you're obviously highly involved with it. We want to learn a little bit more about what goes into it. So, can you guys share a little bit more on that? So, I'll start. You know, like the, what people don't realize is that you know we're not. You know, a we're not a huge club, you know, over, you know, 100, 130, 140 members. I don't know exactly what we're at right now, but, you know, we still are real tight on the 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 our actual members are over 50 percent Italian. Most of them are 100 percent Italian. And, and, you know, and a lot goes into it. One hundred and twenty seven years in the same area, uh, same tradition, same saint. We have a saint that is 127 years old that they we carry. We put in a truck now just for safety reasons. But like, it's impressive. I've been to Italy. I've been to places. We have some of the best traditions, you know, including Italy. And you know, I have to say this, okay, and Giuliano included in this. Without our board, okay, and without the active members, okay, we have a lot of members, but okay. We're not 500 like Molasani. We're 100, what, 130, 140? Yeah, 100, was 175. 100 or somewhere around there, yeah, yeah. you know. And we put blood, sweat, and tears into this festival starting in January. Yes. You know, holding events, holding raffles, holding, you know, everything that we do, the community that. shows up for, is pushing towards that festival. And, you know, having a firework display from Zambelli and, and a baby doll, you know, three of the four nights, it, it is so hard on those board members that a lot of board members, once they're done with their four year, couple years and they four years, they're burned out and don't want to be a board member anymore. They just want to come enjoy the festival. But to see this, the young board and what we have, you know, done together, the board, myself, a, a lot of really active members, it is truly truly impressive you know we we have great leadership we have great committees we have great people that are involved in it and it's it's surreal to say you know without going into crazy numbers and stuff like what we do with such a limited budget 
is is just absolutely surreal. Fireworks included, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a we have a firework display, and I'm not dogging any firework display in this area. But when you come to Lowville, okay, you're seeing three or four fireworks go off at one time. Not one, not maybe two or a little one and a big one. You're having, you know, three, four inch shells going off for 17, 18 minutes straight. And, you know, from what a kid to now, you know, to everything, it's surreal to be part of it and be able to work with our board and our committees and their grounds and, and bocce tournaments and Mora. It is something that I, I'm documenting a little bit of what we go through. and I'm going to make a kind of a video. I'll share it with you guys or share the video clips. It doesn't do it justice. I mean, we've been there every day since I think Raymond and Jimmy started Saturday with gags and all them. And we've been there every single day. And then from tomorrow till Saturday morning at five, six in the morning, there will be people there. I mean, it, it is a whole process and it's something that's surreal to me now a lot of times when we talk we're talking about bocce tournaments strictly like of all the people involved in the bocce tournament but last year i I came to this tournament slash wrestle for the you know first time in a long time and i saw about i mean maybe you guys can tell me the exact number but the room was packed in the mora room like there was people there only to play mora Yep. Uh, you know, like there was maybe as many more players as bocce players at one point. It was not. I, I would say close. How many teams do we have, G? We got 15 teams for Friday. And night. how many people? Yeah, teams? What, four, four or five people each. Five, five guys on a team. That's yep. pretty, that's think pretty think about that. I mean, that filled up a whole hall because we got rained on that day. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I remember. It, it, being it, it, it's, you know, it's surreal. I mean, such a great tournament. I mean, and it goes into four or five weeks of festivals around here that have more every week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we're gonna be doing some. You guys have a Mora team in it? We don't know no Mora team. We're just focused on the bocce, hopefully. But uh, dude, we got we got a video of Mora, bro. We got to play bocce, and then we have to stream. Yeah, we're streaming oh. Saturday. We should be uh, streaming maybe Friday as well. Some games late night, but uh, Saturday definitely gonna be streaming some games on the Bocce Bros YouTube. I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Definitely get Friday. We'll I, if you could do your little test run Friday. Because Friday is going to be insane. It's Festival Friday. And for people who aren't from Lowville, you won't understand what that is. But Lowville is pure insanity on that night. It's all the Lowville people. All the people that – if you like, if you leave, leave Lowville and you go to Florida, most people will come back for the festival week and, and come yeah. to Festival Friday. Saturday's more the outsiders. Friday, there will be the most people there. Friday and the atmosphere will just be insane. insane. Yeah, it's it's you talk about staples of Youngstown. You know, you have the MVR um, or just like different events, right? That that go on that time rem- festival downtown that just remind you of your childhood and and Youngstown in general. For mm-hmm. us, for us growing up, it was the young the the Youngstown uh, Italian Festival. We were always a part of that. It, it was in Canfield. I think it was downtown first. It moved to Canfield and then it moved yeah, back greater. to downtown. Yes. Oh it yeah, was, made its way back to downtown. And you got Mount Carmel in Youngstown, Briar Hill. Yeah, we're but, a city of festivals. But the point, right? And that I don't know. I, again, it's just growing up in Youngstown. I moved to Columbus and. Um, we have the Columbus Italian Festival, which honestly is it's a great festival. I love it. But there's like it's just one. 
I feel yeah. like in Youngstown, every fucking weekend, there's another Italian yep. festival. And like, uh, it, so we go to, where I go in Casignana, where my family's from, there's Casignana, Bianco, uh, Rafe, I believe it's called. And if I said it wrong, nobody from Italy be mad at me. There's like four festivals in a four day period. Uh, one of them, Casignana is two days. Bovolino, I believe, is one or two days as well. And then Rafa or whatever that third city is. Uh, it's one after another. And that's how it is here. I mean, you start with Lowville and then it just goes every week for, I think, five weeks. <laughs> Not complaining. Not complaining. Uh-uh. Not at all. And what I'll say about our festival is you go to some of these festivals and there's three or four people selling pizza. Three or four people selling, you know, pepperoni rolls, you know, sausage. You know, DeRusso's the top dog around this area. <laughs> In our festival, and we really – our board really does a really good time. These have been people that have been here for 30, 40 years. And, you know, people don't understand. They come to a festival and they see, you know, this and this. And it's always been in the same spot for 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, and probably further than that. But, you know – you go to other festivals and there's, you know, pop up trailers or, or, you know, people do it. These are the people who make the festival. I and mean, we have a waiting list of people to get in. I mean, I have a very, very successful client that's in the food industry and he has been on me for at least five years to get in and, and we can't get him in. And it's not so much that we don't want to get him in, but we don't want to take away from the vendors that have been giving us, you know, let's say pizza, for instance, that's what they make. We're not going to put another pizza stand on the other side of the festival. Mm-hmm. We want you to go to that pizza stand or that sausage mm-hmm. stand or that, you know, stuffed peppers or the Chinese. We even have, and the craziest thing is, I never understood this. We have a Chinese stand that's dead center prime area there. And I mean, if we did anything with that Chinese stand, there would be a riot. I mean, it's one of the most popular stands. It's dead center right next to DeRusso sausage. At an Italian festival. What the? What on? I'm telling you, I said the same thing and no. People would – we will have a war if we ever said anything bad about those. That family's from Lowville. That's why. Yeah, they are. They are. There you go. Juliano, talk to us about this bocce tournament. Well, this bocce tournament now has been going on for 28 years. The Roger brothers work on the court religiously. They put a lot of time and effort into it. We got 32 teams pay, bringing 12 back on Saturday, paying out the top eight, 4000 a first prize. A lot of good teams, a lot of action. Well, that was the first prize. That's pretty good. Now Sunday, when or excuse me, when you bring everyone back Saturday, which is different than yeah. most tournaments, so you bring it back yeah. Saturday when the crowd's all around Saturday night at the Love festival. Love that. Oh, uh, there's there's going to be people we, everywhere on that court. That's prime time. We were talking about Koppel being, you know, the pit, and that's a good. Everyone's on top of you. The Mount mm-hmm. Carmel was right there with that court. You know, it's, oh yeah, that might same you know, material. Uh, You're playing into the fireworks, too. So if you win, it's like WrestleMania. You know, you lift up the title (laughs) and boom, 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 boom. Give me a Saturday night championship game every fucking tournament, please. If possible. I understand it's tough, but. College football, primetime, Saturday night. It is. Under the lights, you know. That's great. That's going to be a lot of fun. So give us some favorites. Who do you guys have? Obviously, who we have, Matt Taylor and those boys are rolling in hot. I like Watertight as always. They've won it, I think, three years out of how many? Who do they play first? Watertight? Yeah. Plays another Copple team first. Or no, Watertight. No, sorry. Matt's team plays another Copple team first. Yeah. Let's check that. We'll wait for G's response. Watertight. Okay. 
Watertight is the bocce, bro. Come fucking get it, Watertight. <laughs> I got, I'm sorry, you guys are a dog. Eight and a half dogs. Yeah, I mean, hey, they're the back-to-back champs. Hey, back-to-back champs. Because the teams traded 10 times. Hey, we're playing with this guy. We're playing with that guy. Like that got COVID, dude. Fuck off. No, I just heard that today. All right, breaking news. What's the games, too? Well, winners and losers? Yes, yes. Championship game is the 15. You go the whole way. And I'm just kidding. The Bocce Bros have a great chance. I've been saying no, it for years. No, Juliano, we're going to go to Rome there. next year, I think. I think we're going to go you to guys, Rome. Look, I would love to see you cut down the nets. I would love to see it. <laughs> so who do yeah, I, I think I think that there is such an open field here this year. Yes. I mean, it, it's it's surreal to me. And, and it changes. Just like Koppel, we're two on each end. Mm-hmm. Okay? I've been a firm believer that a four-person team can walk end-to-end the whole game and control a game. Mm-hmm. It only takes one bad ball to change the momentum of a game, and you get quick three points or something. So I I firmly said from as long as I've been playing in this tournament, and we've beat some good teams, and we've lost the teams that I never thought I'd ever lose to in that tournament. And because of the material that you're rolling on, it's, similar, it's identical to Koppel. Koppel's a little faster. But with the atmosphere and then with the fact that you're playing separated on two ends, you know, we, we had a we had we played Tron twice last year. Twice. They beat us by a point the first game, and then we ended up beating them to knock them out of the tournament the last game of the night. And it was, you know, point, 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 point. There's really not a bad game that's gonna play there. And and even the teams, I, I you know, I'm not gonna say certain names. But there's been people that have been ragging on a certain team. Actually, no, I am going to say that. The girls' team with Jen Hardy and all them. Mm-hmm. People were ragging on them uh, recently in the last week. And I'm telling you. They're going to come out beat, Thursday night. They're, they're going to come out and punch people in the mouth. Yes, they're they're going to hurt Hell some people. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, yeah. They beat – well, hey, they, they – uh, in the two in the two-person tournament, I mean, Joe and Sean New got upset, but I believe Jen Hardy, right? I think she was on that team. Yeah, Jen, Jen is – Jen's – Fiercest hitters, one of the fiercest women hitters I've seen. It's not even an upset yeah. at that point. They're good players. Right. Yeah. They're my pick to advance – to do well. I, I see them getting to Sunday. And, you know, I know people are going to give me slack for that, but – they're the ones not getting respect, and those are the ones you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Especially, they play tournaments there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you all's on their team. I know Lee, I think, is on their team. So it's Lee, Jen Hardy, Tess, and then I don't know their fourth. They I play league. You mean? Do you mean they play leagues there? Yeah, Tess. Tess does. Uh, I don't What's know if Lee. I don't think Lee or Jen's ever played Lowville. Or wait, Lee has not Jen. Jen's never played Lowville. Gotcha. She told yeah, me. Yeah, it's her first time playing Lowville. Yeah. Yeah, right. So she's excited. And for me, I took ninth last year in our festival, and that was the a proud moment for me, just starting to play. I've only been playing for three years. So to go make it to Saturday and get there, so that was a proud moment for me. Yep. Yep. All right, so tell me about these courts, what to expect from them. Do you guys roll them? What happened? Inside court is a lot faster than the outside court because you got climate control inside, nature outside. So, but the, like I said, the Roger brothers work on those courts 
night and day, day and night, and they get a rolling right. You got to just have the touch inside and outside. It's rolling real smooth. Mike, did you get to practice at all? Yeah, I, I did a little bit, and I was uh, I was very impressed with the upper court because I haven't played on it all year because we play inside all winter. And, you know, when you play on something like, you know, outside, you expect it to be a little bit different, and it's fast. I mean, fast, and the balls move. If you don't play the lines and you don't learn the court in the first couple of balls, you're going to have a long night because – you know, you can get in trouble real quick. And the courts, you know, everyone talks about different courts and different sizes. Our court's kind of short and kind of kind of narrow. And if you get up against the wall, it's very easy to hit and stick. You know, roll somebody out, you know, you know, step roll on them. So there's a lot that goes on. The back wall is very comes into play a lot at our facilities. And, and it's, you know, it's a, you know, a salute to the guys, the, the Roger brothers who put those together because they take care of everything. I mean, from hanging the sponsors to making sure that court has just enough water on it. They were they were you know talking about, well, we don't want to put a lot of water on it. We want to do this. We want to do that. You know, they work as hard as the couple people do on their courts. Mm-hmm. The couple people roll their court between every bracket. We don't we're, we're not that, you know, intense. But I'll tell you, it's. It's a fun court, and anybody can beat anybody. I, I truly believe that. 100%. Right, we're going to talk about some questions on the Internet. But before we do that, guys, is there anything else that you want to touch on regarding this festival? Juliana, we'll start with you. Anything? Uh, this festival is just the best to me. Being from the area, it just holds a special place right in the ticker. You know, it's just an awesome people. It's one big family. Shout out to our pres, Dave Gags, Vice President Ray Carlson, trustees Jimmy Perry, Zach Hickworld, uh, the whole board, the club. We have a great club. It's a lot of passion and pride. Salute to all those guys. Just can't wait for the next four days. Love it. What about you, Mike? I, I, I just want to say again, you know, I want to give a shout out to our board and our active members you know we have a lot of young members that are jumping in helping us and without them and without the community okay and this is a big thing too yeah you can come play bocce but if you're watching you don't play bocce or you maybe aren't in this tournament bring your family enjoy the italian heritage the the camaraderie and all that stuff because to me that is the most under overlooked underlooked sorry thing about this we want you to bring your family. We want you to enjoy. It. We want you to be like, oh my God, there's this baby doll that looks terrifying, <laughs> shooting fireworks and the heads blowing up. You know, and, and I mean, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Friday is the best night to see it, but come bring your family. If you're playing bocce, you have the atmosphere and, and be ready. Oh yeah, beautiful fellas, beautiful, hundred percent, well put, well put. So two new two segments that we really have been enjoying recently are one's questions from the internet. Uh, not everyone needs the answer, but if you have something to say, let's just get through it quickly here. One thing I did like, guys, uh, is from James Salvaggio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys should do a fantasy draft, and this isn't really a question. He's just making a statement. You guys should do a fantasy draft with ten to twelve captains. And you draft your teams, do a snake style, a snake style, then post the results and have people vote on who has the best team. We'll have to do that. That's going back to what I was saying earlier. Obviously, the summers are packed, so I would love to do a fall or you know even a late spring. You know, 
I would love to do another tournament where we can use both courts and do something like that. Like because we're not going to be able to put 60 teams out there because there's two courts. But to do something like that where you kind of bring some big players in, I mean, mm. you know, unfortunately we're kind of backed up against a place that we're not going to name. But we're we're playing a tournament where there's a huge tournament going on it is what it is. Yeah, no, 100%. We're going to come in and I'm telling you, we're going to do some things in the next couple of years that I agree. I think that's a great idea. Love it. Next question is from our boy, Dave Melaragno. I got a question for the podcast. This is for the bocce bros. When the hell are you going to have Eric on the pod? Who? Never heard of him. Never heard of him. What's his name? <laughs> so, no, we are going to have Eric on, but we need to have that one in person so we can control him. <laughs> not control, but make sure that You're gonna try to we censor all... him? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Not control. It's more just it'd be more fun in person to have a podcast. Absolutely. Like I wanted to do this in person, but it, you know we can't. So. Oh, I like this next question by Jimmy P. Will Juliana Romo, Romeo have a classic tourney number two? Uh, the Juliana. Everyone knows the infamous. Hey, I came to your. I, I was backing you up on that. I was in Coppola. I heard. I heard. Everyone didn't believe me, but they love you, Dante. Yeah, so, that's so I good. was there Wednesday practicing for a little bit, and I was. T- they were making fun of that, and I was like, "Well, the story actually goes." Juliana posted a tournament, and I immediately went to our thebotchybros.com and said, this will be the Juliana Romeo Classic as a joke. And then it basically just... It's stuck. Dude, you have to have it next year. Yeah, 100%. It's sticking. It's sticking now. We're having it. You're having it. I'm going to tell you how how unbiased Juliana is. Now, you guys all know we're all family. Myself, Raymond, and Jack Durkin see that there's a tournament posted online like 10 minutes ago so i'm thinking okay we have a team and it's my cousin putting a team together he's at least gonna give me the opportunity to play none of us were in the tournament (laughs) and then uh we ragged them for whatever it is what it is and then you had a little bit of controversy but it was funny because the other day it was like 758 and Giuliano wasn't at Cobble yet. And the tournament was starting. And nice. I was flipping out. Oh, yeah. They had mentioned like three or four times, hey, we're starting at 8 o'clock. You have to start at 8 o'clock. Like, that's the rule. And all I kept thinking was, they're going to disqualify us to get back at Giuliano. <laughs> and that's I'm going to be ready to go. Oh, I got text. I got text on Wednesday. You better be here on time. I'm like, this is going to follow me the rest of my bocce career. So... <laughs> Jimmy, sure, but I don't think naming it after me is such a good idea. No, you got to run with it. You have to. Running? Oh, yeah. Running after it makes me a little tired, but okay. So, yeah, Jimmy, don't worry. Nine o'clock start time. Nine o'clock. All right, boys. Juliano, this segment's for you. You're going to be our rapid-fire question, the bing-bong segment. You ready? Bing-bong. Now, listen. Uh, Listen to me. It has to be quick answers. I don't need two-minute answers. You ready? I'm ready. Rapid fire. Here we go. Hey, yo. Best high school in Youngstown. Best high school in Youngstown? Yeah. Uh, I'll go with Poland. Hey. Hey. 
That was he. Was, he was just trying to fuck, yeah, fluff yeah, us yeah, up. That's, that's hilarious. Right. No one believes that's that. <laughs> we no one believes that. <laughs> no one. No one's a quiet. No, nobody. Else. We're always no one rapid, fire, rapid fire. Rapid. We're always rapid fire. Question yeah, two. I just Moody's not going to be a school anymore. Who else is better? I don't know. All right. Best best bocce player in Youngstown history. In Youngstown's history, jeez, oh boy. I'm so happy he's answering these. I'm gonna go with Lap Vlapovich. Okay. Got to be. But he's a. Is he technically a PA guy? Oh, okay. Uh, believe it. Uh, I'm still going with Lap. He's there the best you Youngstown. He's Thanks. played Youngstown. Go with it. All right. The best court in Youngstown. Not courts or facility, but court. I'd have to go with ours in Mobile. Which one? The indoor court. Mm, I like the indoor court. There's an echo. Um, I think it's you, Chris. Hello? Hello? Yeah. Okay, here we go. go. Favorite Italian food? Chicken parm. Best atmosphere at a bocce tournament. Go. Lowville. Favorite holiday. Thanksgiving. Favorite Italian tradition. Uh, Christmas Eve, seven fishes, the whole Christmas Eve, the whole night. That's a good one, man. Proud of you. Facebook yeah. or Instagram? Instagram. Mora or bocce? I got to go with Mora because my grandpa taught me that first. So that's, I got to go with Mora. Don't you ever name a tournament after Giuliano ever again. Ever. Well, come on, man. I grew up with Mora. I, I'd rather go back to Mora. You look at all this crap there is in Bocce. Mora's easier. <laughs> crap. That's fair. That's fair. Mora is easier. All right. That wraps Wait, that up. Deal with a lot of prima donnas in Bocce and all that and i'm tired of hearing about who's the greatest how about who's the most improved how about that there you go you think that's yuji the bocce bros i am the rudy of bocce no i'm just kidding I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who's the most improved i have to go and well if you scout. ask the question you better know what the answer what is oh, i'm asking the question to you guys it's a question mm, most improved i don't know we've only been in it for a couple of years Okay. Go ahead, Mike. I'm going to say this, and this is no dig towards all three of you. I said it at a couple tournaments ago. I said, watch out for the bocce bros. I said, they're, they're, they play well together. Okay. They love the game. And I'm, you guys are going to be, we were just talking about with, you know, the couple guys and there's going to be a run where you guys make that run and it's going to happen with you guys because you guys have that passion for it. Yep, I've said that too. I Hopefully. agree. I think we Next. have the tools too. I think we have the ability to. It's just um, there's a few key parts. I mean, all I got to do is get you to not worry about bachelor parties and come to Kentucky when I ask I know. you. You know, just run it out there. <laughs> and actually, it's not. I looked at my calendar. It was either a bachelor party or a wedding. It's a wedding that I'm going to in Youngstown. So you can send a card. I know. <laughs> I feel bad because Kentucky's. I mean the. One of the first teams that showed us love at our one of my first tournaments, and they've always been great to us. So I, 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 I want to say I want to say one thing about Kentucky, and this is going out to everybody that plays bocce, Cleveland, Youngstown, PA, anywhere else. Those guys show up at every guys and girls. I'm sorry, they show up at every tournament, every week, 
no matter what. So when they put a 16-team tournament together, that better be their weekend, and it better be supported. I agree. Because I'll be honest, I don't care if I go down and pick up somebody from Kentucky. I will be in Kentucky. Mm -hmm. I will play down there because they show everybody. Cleveland, and they've won. Cleveland, anywhere there's a bocce tournament, they show up. So out of respect for them, okay, and I'm going to say this is going to be my controversy of the night. I don't want to ever hear again that, oh, well, somebody dropped the last-minute tournament on the same weekend. as that. Yes, I know it's far, but you can go to the Bourbon Trail. You have a blast at their tournament. Like Their tournament's a, a blast. We need to support them because that's what Bocce's about. I love it. Amen. Well 100%. Put. Well put, Mike. All right, to wrap this up, fellas, uh, we have to ask you your favorite Bocce moment. So let's start with the top. Giuliano. What's your favorite bocce moment? Moment, memory. Okay. Uh, for me, two, can I say two of them or is that illegal? You're allowed. Okay. We'll approve it. Two, the first one was the biggest victory I have is in Farrell with buddies of mine. We beat Marco Orlando, Tony Melrano, Russ, and Pete. And I didn't know, like, when the game was over, I was just like, we won. We just beat, we just went toe to toe with like the immortals, you know? So that was a special thing for, and then we will ask the next few games, but no one cares about that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then the other one is playing with my cousin, Mike, uh, you know, cause it took a long time when I started playing. I thought I didn't know anything about the competitiveness. I thought, Oh, Bocce's just like more fun. And we all get together, drink. Everybody was like, no, cause that's not it. <laughs> you got to practice and put the work in. Yeah. So and he did. And he did. I love so those it. Are my those are great. Mike, what about you? So I'm going to go back. It involves the unit. So I, know this I think two years ago, was it? Two or three years ago, they're defending champs. Okay, two years, whatever. They're defending champs. They jumped on us like, I don't know, 10-3 maybe in Carmstrong Championship Sunday. And I didn't know Eric. But I knew he had a mouth on him. I knew Jimmy, didn't know Eric. So we start to battle back, and we get it to like 10-10, 11-11, uh, somewhere around there. And we had a chance to go out and ended up rolling short. And Eric went berserk and screamed, you have to have balls to beat me. Mm-hmm. And this at this point, there's probably and it's it's videoed somewhere because I've watched it a couple times. There was like probably 100, 200 people watching this game. It was wild. It was on court two, I think, two or three. And we are up to to go, you know, and they're, you know, got back. It was game point. I throw a ball right on the pill. They hit it out. Eric throws one right probably about four inches from the pill right in front of it. We go to hit it, and it scales over it. Mm. So now we're we're in trouble. They're going to go out, whatever. Before we can even talk about it, me and Raymond are talking, and I turn around, and Jack Durkin, known as the judge, lays a ball down. <laughs> doesn't even consult. Doesn't talk to us. He puts it inside of their ball on the nut. Like, didn't touch anything, didn't get lucky. It stopped, 
on the pill. The it judge. never moved the pill. It never moved Eric's ball. They had to hit over Eric's ball. It was a hell of a shot. It shot back to the back wall, but their ball skipped out, and we ended up winning the game. Wow. And I, you know, not knowing Eric, was pissed. And I went and shook his hands. I was like, I guess we have those balls. And he kind of laughed it off. He wasn't happy. But I'll tell you, before I ever knew Eric, that was my favorite bocce moment that has ever happened. Because they were defending champs. They were loud. They were wild. There was a huge environment. And to, for Jack to throw that ball and not get lucky. Unreal. Unreal. People went nuts. The whole place went nuts. Because yeah. he said you guys were a glorified Lowville team. Yeah, something was, like that. Somebody yeah. called us a glorified <laughs> Lowville team. I looked at my cousin to look. I'm like, oh, Rocky just showed up. The eye of the tiger. Game time. <laughs> Game time. It was wild. So you it said, was, it's, it's one of the best times I've ever had. And that concludes episode 24 of the Bocce Bros podcast. Big shout out to Mike and Giuliano for joining us. We had a great time recording with them. As always, guys, please follow us on all social media accounts at the Bocce Bros. And for all your apparel and tournament needs, thebocchebros.com. If you are in the Youngstown area, Please stop by the Lowville Festival and come say hi to us. We'll be at the Pachi Courts, of course. All right, ciao. Peace.